The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome in to the Arrowhead Pride Chiefs training camp report. I am Steven Serta. Chiefs took the practice field on Wednesday, their first full team practice after veterans reported earlier this week. We are totally underway in St. Joseph, Missouri. If you can hear that background noise, that is our fearless leader here at Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. We're chatting with him. He is on the ground down in St. Joseph, Missouri. Pete, first full team practice. How, what was the atmosphere like? It sounded like the fans were going crazy when I was listening to the press conferences. Yeah, well, what ends up happening here at training camp at Missouri West is they'll do the autograph sessions at the same time as these press conferences at the end. If you come up to training camp or been up to training camp before, you're usually locked in and trying to secure all these autographs. But off to the side, we're talking to these these folks at the, at the podium today. It was Andy Reid. Uh, Justin Reid also came to the podium. Juju Smith-Schuster and, and Trey Smith. Uh, so we're talking to these people as, as people are excited to, to see their, their favorite players. Uh, and today, because it's season ticket holder day, here at Chiefs training camp, it was a full team autograph session. So that was some of the noise that you were hearing during press. Yeah, it sounded like Chiefs fans are very excited to be back there. It's uh, actually a normal Chiefs training camp up in St. Joe, which we haven't had in a long time here. So I'm sure the atmosphere is crazy there, and I will hopefully get up there here in the near future to watch some practice because it's one of my favorite things to do in training camp. But we got to get you guys caught up on the news. And just to give you an update on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, we will be doing these every day live with Pete. Uh, from the ground in St. Joseph, Missouri, to make sure you guys don't miss a single thing all throughout Chiefs training camp. We want to keep you updated on everything that is going on there. Uh, But we just heard from Andy Reid a few minutes ago, and he gave us an update on some injured players, some players that weren't around today, but they don't expect (laughs) to have anything serious going on. So can you fill us in on what Andy Reid had to say? Yeah, well, right now we have three players on the PUP that we know about. It's Rashad Fenton, it's Lucas Niang, and Prince Seiko Nogo. And those guys, it seems like, we'll take a week or two or three, or who knows even with a guy like Niang if it spills into the season. But those guys are, are out for the time being. Those are what we knew about. There was a freakout yesterday when Clyde Edwards-Elair was added to the PUP upon arrival, and then a little bit of a freakout this morning when Frank Clark just wasn't visible at the beginning of camp. And those have, I, I think, been resolved to an extent. Clyde Edwards-Elair 
came right off the PUP. And what you can deduce there is, is might have been a procedural thing, might have been uh, something that had to do with a physical or a run test, but everything was worked out by this morning. He came right off the PUP, so it's not something fans have to worry about. And then when it comes to Frank Clark, a little bit of a weird scenario with Clark. He just wasn't out to begin practice, and you're wondering where he was. And this is someone who has to have to make year for the Kansas Chiefs. I took a pay cut to stay here. And by the end of practice, he was out there running on the side in a helmet. Andy Reid said after the press conference, or after the practice, I should say, during the press conference, that he had to take some type of medical test. And from what it looked like, he passed and was out there, but it wasn't in time to participate in practice. But from what I saw, I anticipate him to, to be out there and practicing on Thursday. So at the beginning of camp tomorrow, Thursday, look for our, our tweets, look for my tweets, and I'm sure that we will see Frank Clark, but just to confirm, uh, we'll, we'll see if he's out there tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to have to get with our guy John Dixon to figure out what the benefit was of putting Clyde on the pup for 24 hours. <laughs> I, I don't really know why the Chiefs did that, but it seems like it's something serious. So hopefully Clyde uh, will be healthy and a full go the rest of training camp because I know we're expecting big things from him this season. I do want to know on Clyde just quickly. He did have a left leg compression sleeve, so I wonder if maybe that was hindering him from passing through yesterday, but Whatever it was, he passed through this morning and was on the field and looked okay. So, yeah. So, hopefully, Clyde's all good and, and we'll get to see him in action there up in St. Joseph, Missouri. Uh, you mentioned Frank Clark. And, you know, this morning, as soon as the tweets started coming in and everybody was reporting what was going on, where is Frank Clark? Pete, I got so many texts text this morning that said, where the bleep is Frank Clark? Why isn't he on the practice field? <laughs> so what's going on with Frank? Is he good? Do we have to worry about this yeah. pass rush even more? What's going on? Well, as I mentioned, I think anytime Frank Clark is supposed to be one of your starting defensive ends, even despite what he's done in previous years when it comes to production, isn't on the field. It can be something to worry about. So I think there, again, like was a little bit of a freak out this morning. We have seen some issues from him in the past, so. I'm not sure if it was exactly that injury did cite the illness, but again, he passed whatever tests he had to, to at least have a little bit of work out there today. And so I hope that we'll see him at the beginning of practice tomorrow and then actually participating in some of the scrimmage work that we saw the Chiefs participate in today without him. Yeah, the illness thing, and we've talked about it before, Pete. It, Frank Clark, it seems like every season kind of has these stomach problems, so maybe it's that. Maybe it was a COVID scare, but – we're just happy to know that he's not injured or anything and that he should be healthy and hopefully back on the practice field very soon because we know that they need Frank Clark this season. They do not have a lot of depth at that edge yeah. position. It, we are able to talk about positioning at this point. So if you're wondering who the first one off the bench will be across from George Carlisle, this was Mike Dana. Today, while Clark was out, Dana's a good rotational defensive end, but I don't know if he's necessarily starting caliber. So I think the sooner Clark gets out there, the better. Yeah, and so we'll we'll see what happens there. Hopefully he'll be back later on this week. Um, I want to move on to the offensive line. Obviously, Orlando Brown Jr. not there during his contract dispute. We expect him at some point, I would imagine. I assume he's going to show up and not miss games or anything like that, but this is kind of the standard practice for holdouts when you want a new deal. So not, nothing surprising there. But the big surprising thing, Pete, was we were still waiting to see kind of how – they decided to move the pieces around that offensive line. So can you share what you saw on the field today with that? Yeah, kind of alluded to it, it being Roderick Johnson during the offseason or probably him getting the first crack, and that's indeed what it was. I, I anticipate Jerry Christian will be in that mix rotating there. Andy Reid said after practice it's not 
a done deal that it will certainly be Roderick Johnson until Brown shows up. It could be a number of guys. They're not ready to move Joe Tooney there yet, uh, but the impression that I got from the Andy Repressor, as you'll hear later uh, during from the podium, is if, if Brown sits that long enough, who knows if, if that, what that threshold is if it's a week, if it's two weeks, and they might opt to put Tooney there and start getting a guy like Nick Allegretti some top-team left guard reps. So I think this thing is very fluid. I think they're going to see what Brown does and then respond, but no Tooney yet, and I'd imagine them to cycle through some of these left tackle possibilities as we go along. If Prince Teguanogo to get off the PUP. I mean, that would, I think, put him right into that mix as well. You also wonder if Andrew Wiley, who's currently the right tackle, could slide over uh, to, to left tackle. And then you maybe bring up Darian Kennard, who is working on the second team to right tackle the rookie. So they do have options. I don't know if they're necessarily ideal options, but I think this is a very fluid situation. Yeah, I never bought into the idea that Joe Tooney was ever in serious consideration to move to the left tackle spot. I know he did that in an emergency circumstance last year, but he's so good at that guard position. The interior of that offensive line is so talented. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Obviously, Orlando Brown, I would assume, is going to be there during the regular season, and hopefully we don't have to worry about that. But it is an interesting thing to monitor at training camp. I want to ask you, about Legarius Sneed, who apparently left the field a little gingerly, got looked at by trainers. And then I also want to get your take on Joshua Williams, who uh, it seemed like was a standout in today's first full team practice. Yeah, Brad Beach might have done it again, where you, you take the guy on day three in the fourth round and, and you might have someone there. Joshua Williams has been taking reps uh, on the outside. So if you're, you're in your base, it's Sneed uh, and it is McTuffie, the rookie. And then Steve was sliding in, and Joshua Williams was coming in with Rashad Fenton still on the PUP. Uh, we did see Sneed get up a little gingerly. He did leave the field. It looked like he wanted to come back after exiting briefly, but the Chiefs held him back. This is just day one of a very long training camp. Better be safe than sorry. If you're wondering who replaced him at that point, it was DiCaprio Poodle. So as we're trying to work these depth numbers here, we're, we're trying to figure out what the, what the Chiefs are going to do. Uh, that was how it went. But Joshua Williams has, has been the guy – with Fenton sidelines, and he's really taking advantage of the opportunity. I know a colleague of ours, Nate Taylor of The Athletic, who's a big friend of the site, he wrote on, on Twitter that Williams looks the part, and, and I have to agree. And I, I wonder, okay, are, are the Chiefs better off uh, in at the quarterback position maybe than we thought? If Williams can be a guy, especially if he shows something in preseason, does that mean that it's less likely DeAndre Baker uh, makes the club? I, I think that's a possibility as well. So you're always thinking about the numbers game of training camp and Joshua Williams is a good thing for him and uh, a bad thing for some of these guys that might be on the quarterback bubble. Yeah. And if you want to check out my interview with Joshua Williams position coach from uh, Fayetteville state university, James lot, you can find that on the arrowhead pride podcast network. He helped us understand Joshua Williams a, a little bit more. And he was very confident in Joshua Williams finding a role in this defense. And it's exciting to see him stepping up and making plays early on in camp, going against these veteran players. Uh, I think it says a lot about where he's at right now, but this is today's chiefs training camp report. Remember we will be doing these every day that the chiefs are on the practice field to get you caught up immediately following practice with Pete Sweeney, who is down there on the ground. Pete, thank you very much. I know you got a lot going on, so I'll let you get back to it. All right, Steve. Thanks.